Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Benchtown TV. This is Jim, and I'm here at Luke, Dave, and we finally have our boy Brian back with us. Welcome back, homie. Let's Today go. Let's go. Today, we're continuing our coverage of The Last Kingdom Season 5. Previously, we covered the pilot, Seasons 1, 2, 3, and 4, and interviewed Alexander Villam, who played Kiart and the Cruel, in Seasons 1 and 2. You can find all of our prior episodes on whatever podcast app you're listening to us on now, or if you're watching us on YouTube, you can find it right on our YouTube channel. Today, we are covering Season 5, Episodes 5 and 6. If you want to follow along with the rest of this season's coverage, please hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast app or on your YouTube. And you don't want to miss any of these episodes. They're getting better and better, guys. And uh, I almost screwed up this intro because I was so upset because, oh, my gosh, there's just so much death in this in <laughs> so this much show right now. But before we get into that, Brian, welcome back, man. Let us know. What have you thought of the first four episodes? Yes, it's good to be back. I love talking about this show. I really do. What have I thought of the first four episodes? I think you guys have done a great job covering them. So I encourage everybody to go back and listen to those. But it's it's kind of a lot to happen. But uh, in a way, oh, yeah. it has only just strengthened my opinions of people. I mean, fuck Brita till the day that I'm six <laughs> feet under, dude. After she castrated young Uhtred, it's just unforgivable. I know oh, yeah. she's kind of going through this uh, redemption arc, which she has already sabotaged at the yep. end of the episode we're going to talk about with Peerlig, but I wasn't buying any of the redemption arc. I was just like, when is this chick's head going to be separated from her shoulders? I'm over it. Yeah. Um, what else do I feel? Yeah, Ethelhelm. I was not expecting them to lean so heavy into the Ethelhelm is little finger role, but yeah. boy, have they. And it makes so much sense. He has the motivation. Like he keeps stressing my bloodline is running out of time. He's a desperate man and he's cornered, but he is very he's good at playing the game. I mean, I loved that quote where he said, I jumped to avoid being pushed when he's describing like you gotta constantly change the plan. This is what it works when you're playing the game to the death. I think boy, tensions are coming to a head between the Saxons and the Danes. And yeah, RIP Ethel fled, RIP a lot of people. We'll, uh, we'll get into it more in these two episodes. Are you giving Brian RIP tells to uh, Burita's daughter? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll give an R to Burita's daughter. <laughs> yeah, rest. she can rest. rest. Yeah, rest, yeah, she can rest, rest up, Vivek. Um, <laughs> The back oh file, yeah. Brian actually knows her name. We we were talking about her for four episodes, and we couldn't remember her name. Brian gets her on the first try, so maybe he's the best podcaster out of this group. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> what. I only I only confirmed it because I've listened to your guys' episodes because <laughs> it was so quick, and I didn't really say her name was Vivek. But boy, what a ridiculous death scene for her! Just like jumping off the the ceiling, oh, yeah. and it was just like. Not a chance. And Uhtred <laughs> was right there with his arm yeah. outstretched. I hated her so much. It was such a creepy, like mini me, Chucky deal going on. And you mm. know how I feel about sorcerers in this show. They're bullshit. Yeah. I hate them. And this was Brita leading her people has this baby. They're just like, yeah, my uh, 30 Danes. She's the seer. We're going to believe everything she says. If she holds your hand, I'm going to push you in the geyser. We're good with these rules. Of course, they're good with that ridiculousness. <laughs> I hated the yeah. back. I still hate Brita. I hate Ethelhelm. <laughs> Rip Ethel fled. That's my opinions on the first four episodes. Let's get into five, six, because it. I think I got in at the right time mm. because these were the best episodes yeah. so far. This is going to be Luke. a little chaotic. 
because there is a lot going on here. And this specifically episode five doesn't really fall too cleanly into our bucket method where we're basing how we talk about the episodes on location. I'm going to do my best here. Stick with me. If it gets a little confusing, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do our best because there's a lot going on. I think maybe the most happened in episode five of any episode in this season so far, like the most amount mm-hmm. of moving mm-hmm. pieces and just like all of these crazy plot points coming to a head. So to start us off, we'll, we'll take place in Rum Kaffa here because Rum Kaffa is just like, so this is Utrecht's home, hometown, right? Like he's it's in southern part of Mercia. And this is just like a short little bucket just to set up the episode because we have the boys arriving back, right? We got the 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 crowdsmen saying, oh, my God, warm up the alehouse. Osfirth is thirsty. That was awesome just to see. But, you know, they're all coming <laughs> home. Yeah. <laughs> a little premature, but yes, yes, yes. Tears in the freaking, freaking uh... chat, man. Um, But. This is just everybody coming back to home base. You know, Ethelstan, this is like what he considers his home. We have mm-hmm. Sigtrick and Finn and their families again. Like, this is just like a good short moment before shit hits the fan. And then on top of this, we have Heston starting to, he makes his first appearance of the season, right? We've He's been talking back, about Heston. Baby. He's got the shorter hair. Um, Compared yeah. to other characters during time skips, he actually looks like he's aged. Whoa, whoa, that's mean, dude. Nah, he looks I mean, he, fresh. He, I mean, he looked, like I love that. Nah, I like the haircut, yeah. but he does look significantly older. And honestly, I thought for a second it was a different actor because it didn't even really look like him all that much, but it still is. I would a, say he definitely looks more cleaned up with this haircut because he was majorly wild looking maybe with his crazy beard is. and hair. And then to me, I don't know. I actually didn't pay attention if I thought he looked older, or younger, or the same, but I just thought he looked better with the haircut and then he looking looking fresh and stuff he's the trader life has been good to him yeah and to make sure that we're all caught up with heston arriving here in rome kaffa we do have to step quickly away to that crazy scene that happens in the beginning of this episode with the queen who i don't my even goodness. i never even cemented her name in my head because i cared so little about her i just Ethelhelm's daughter the queen but yep. This this scene was fucking wild. I don't think any of us really saw this coming, but basically all the 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 people that were going to the Holy Isles to go to do this. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Bringing, pilgrimage. Yeah, pilgrimage. Yeah, pilgrimage. Yeah. They get caught up in Ethel Helm's ploy. And yep. this was fucking so satisfying for me because this was supposed to be sad, but like it was kind of hype at the same time. Right. Oh, for so... us, it's got to be totally hype. You have yeah. to know that it's awesome that Ethel Helm totally screwed himself. You know, you know, there's no reason not to to be hype about this because, you know, you feel bad for the queen because she obviously did have a great little finish to her story where she took the place and, you know, was very brave. But at the same time, she's only been used as a character to go against Edward to show the bad, you know, the villainous of Ethel Helm. So the fact that Ethel Helm's plan got her killed, we're supposed to be happy, man. To see his his plan fall apart in the way that it did was just so perfect. It mm-hmm. it really was. I mean, he was getting away with too much of his treachery. Something had to go wrong. And that was it, it was just so perfect. <laughs> there is yeah. no way that he could have foreseen that his daughter just flipped the switch and wanted to go on this pilgrimage last second. What I was going to say earlier is that I liked it because it now cements Edward's relationship with um, the girl from Kent. So I really right. am happy that mm-hmm. there was an 
a cleanish way to get rid of the queen and have Edward actually be with someone that he cares for. Mm-hmm. She's getting to the point now where she deserves a name. Can anybody <laughs> give it? <laughs> Starts with an E. The girl from Kent. I don't know. Now that she's actually giving some counsel to Edward and stuff, we can we get we can move her. forward while Brian looks it up. But I think we'll have to give her a name by the time we talk about her again. But yeah, th- at this point, did you guys? Ed, her name is Ed Gifu. <laughs> well, there's it's exactly. weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Good that's how it's spelled. And I, yeah, she's the girl from Kent. E A D G I F U. Now the F people you, understand dude. why we can't get her name ever. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like that on the show, but then you read it and it screws it up while you're hearing it versus reading it. Yes. And I never let it register. But mm-hmm. the girl from Ken, I guess, is fine. And do we? Yeah, Luke, continue. continue. Yeah. So the the reason I brought this all up was because Heston is the one that finds the remains of all of the dead bodies, plus the visionary who was actually their main target. Um, you see the the hanging body of the queen, and now we're flashing right back to Rumkafa, where Heston is the one that gives Uhtred this news. And this is such an important moment because oh, yeah. the, the, the butterfly effect of Uhtred knowing and trying to stop this all plays out over these next two episodes. So for me, though, I was just hyped because were these eight years, this time skip, like character development for Heston? Like, is he is he kind of a good guy? Yeah, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it seems like he did what he wanted to do like he yeah. said last season and even a little bit the season before that that he wants to just have a woman get some money get some land and call it a day and it seems like that's what he did i mean he's a trader so that he can have his money hilarious to, you know we'll get to the funny line later where he like took everything off the queen and that was his payment but you know he, he's still the same guy except he's he's not as much of a, a bet you know bad dude but um it's it was just crazy starting the episode with that, having Heston look around. I totally assumed that she was just taken and like the queen made me too. Yep. And I just thought that we we're going to have a situation where Ethel Helm finds out his daughter was taken and he's like, oh, shit. And then when they pan the camera to her hanging, I had to text you guys immediately. And I knew none of you had watched it yet because I started right after the last podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't say anything, but it is starting off freaking hot it was crazy and we don't even need to explain the politics behind that because she is the queen and now without edward having that person there wessex is definitely going to be sent into a state of confusion possibly with this all going down and yeah and heston heston as a dane did the right thing did the right thing for what the danes would need because he knew that it would turn into war and he says it to utrid he says I don't want a war. You don't want a war. And he hides the queen because he knows if the queen was found and it was the the visionary saying Danes did it, Sig Trigger did it, well, then the war would start. So Heston takes the queen, brings her to Uhtred, like you said, Luke. Mm-hmm. He's grown. Heston yeah. played a good part. He's and we're going to jump back to Rumkafa after Uhtred leaves and there's more, more plot that goes down there. But now we're going to jump to Mercia. And I know Mercia is such a broad term in this episode because I think there's multiple spots that they hit in Mercia, but just bear with me because I'm going to also keep Alfwin and Al Swith into this bucket too. Just makes more mm-hmm. sense for this episode. Uh, but I think this is one of the first things that happens in the episode after the queen dying is a surprising moment for me is when Aldhelm kind of mic drops King Edward and says like, I don't fucking serve you anymore, bro. And that to yeah. me was like crazy because Edward, 
Edward needs some loyal dudes in, in Mercia, and Aldhelm is the most ideal person you can have. But we did kind of talk about last episode how we thought he was going to be a mentor for Alf Wynn, and that's that connection's not there anymore. So it does yeah. make sense that he's like, fuck you, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not just going to be a little bitch. It's wild, though, that the people that Edward should be able to trust the most, like Aldhelm and Ethelstan, are not siding with him. So it's we're going to see who are, who is eventually going to... I'm curious to see who is eventually going to make up Edward's you know, kind of security guards who are going to be those trustworthy people at this Council, point. In time. Yeah. 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 It's funny because I was bringing up like, are we going to see rage from Aldhelm? And not really, but it was great that he put him in his place saying like, I don't take orders from you, dude. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is though, it's interesting because is it Edith? So yeah. Edith asks him, asks him to stay and, and spy kind of, mm-hmm. but even when he's doing that, he's still giving Edward good counsel. In the rest of the other two episodes, when Edward talks to him and Edward and him are having situations where they need to make a decision, he's still giving the right counsel, even though he's like he's technically there just to spy on him. Aldhelm is loyal to Mercia, and I think giving Edward good advising, good advision advice holy shit (laughs) giving edward good (laughs) advice is in the best interest of mercia going forward now that edward is the leader and i do want to circle back because you guys made a point to say b toms i think is going to give edward the thumbs up for his kind of coup against mercia 110 percent edward is questionable for me but that was the right move i mean the throne was there for the taking it was never going to be easier than that they summed it up perfectly you know Mm -hmm. kingdoms have been won with way more bloodshed Mm -hmm. um helping to realize alfred's dream i can't fault him at all that was that was a good move and he justified it because you know he revealed that ethel helm had already tried to bribe his way in so he said i killed him yep Yep. uh at this part we also find out a little bit about what's going on with elswith and ethelwyn ethel whatever (laughs) (laughs) she's not ethel yeah so we you know we're spending some time with them seeing what her whole plan is she just wants to kind of marry her off so she can have a normal life and not be hunted like her mother uh, but that's when we find out about like she wants to marry her off to the guy she was hooking up with. I forget his name. Uh, Ken left. Ken left. And yeah. he's all about it. And that's Ethel Stan's boy. That was a cool yeah. scene because, you know, he's just like all in. Like, of course he is. Uh, then stepping away from that because it's not too, too important. Plays out a little bit more later. Now we're back in again, Mercia. And then this is when we have a little bit of the fleshing out of Ethel Helm's body like the the higher dude like the man for hire because he brussel brussel yeah yeah yeah. he gets a little bit of flushing out in these scenes but then it kind of reverts and he goes back to more just pure evil later so i didn't know if you guys thought anything about that i took it as he was spewing some like morally good advice to ethel helm and i think at just at the end of the day though he's just looking for some coin obviously i need him to die (laughs) As the episodes go on, you can tell that he knows he needs Ethel Helm to yes. be alive I think that's to keep his, his own ass alive. And like you said, Dave, Ethel Helm being alive keeps him safe, but also gets him the most mm-hmm. coin. Yeah. And then Edith gets her mission. She goes to find Aleswith. And then the last part before we're going to step away from Mercia for a moment is just Ethel Helm pitching the slaughter revenge on Sig Trigger for, kill- for the whole killing. He doesn't know about the queen at this point. But he's still saying, like, you know, he's whispering in his ear. Let's go fucking kill all the Danes. They're betraying you. Yeah. And let this me get like let the me... beginning of like the whole disarray. Right. Let me let me rewind a little bit, Luke, because I can't believe you didn't give your girl Edith a little bit of props here because she gets the opportunity 
to betray. Mm -hmm. And we joked about the first time you see her, she's Mm -hmm. like all hooded up and she seems like she's sneaking around and we're like, is she going to be sketchy? And obviously she's not. She's a homie. He literally says, here's the coin. If you want to give me some info, come find me. And she literally goes right to Alhelm and is like, yo, man, that guy right freaking there. <laughs> He's going into- yeah. Yeah. And she keeps the money. She's just a beast. I'll do business as usual. I didn't say anything because yeah. it was so obvious. <laughs> Let's get her on the podcast. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> of course. But did anything else you guys wanted to say? Because I thought. Like this is this conversation between Ethel Helm and Edward was pretty good. He is in for the revenge on Sig Trigger, at least at this point. But it just felt like, you know, Ethel Helm's just spinning his strings in the back. Pulling talk, his so you're back. saying this is the moment where Ethel Helm is telling Edward the story, right? Yeah, right. And this is where Bressel, like we said, told him that it's done. But then they didn't get the news because they don't know that Heston cleaned it up. So Ethel Helm is going to Edward telling him the news because there's no one else who is going to tell him the news. So it wasn't supposed to be that way. And Edward is actually being the man here saying, well, give me your source. And he's like, we're not going to make a move until I can confirm this. Good due diligence from the king. Yes, 100 percent. The uh, per sources thing on Twitter, like, oh, you know. Aaron Rodgers not staying in Green Bay <laughs> per sources stays in Green Bay. Kind of what thing. sources? <laughs> yeah. All right. So at this point, I think Uhtred's already gone for Romkafa, and we're going to knock out these other two random buckets that we step away to York because York doesn't have much going on this episode. We mm-hmm. do see the Christian symbols getting removed, like Sig Trigger's going through the whole, you know, we're fuck the Saxons. We're all Danes now. We don't care about the religion. Pull it all down. And then. A little bit later in the episode, Uhtred shows up here, and this is a great conversation. When Uhtred goes to York, mm-hmm. he tells the story to Sigtrigger. Sigtrigger's like offended. He's like, bro, if I was going to start a war, I would not just hang the queen. I would make major stuff happen. Yeah. So this was one big issue I took. Uhtred was just like, bro, if you ride with me down to King Edward, we can sort this out. No problem. Like, I have the evidence. We can show it to Edward. He's a man of reason. Ethelhelm can go down for this. Sig Trigger said my word should be enough. And he's like, we're going to prepare for war instead. Like Sig Trigger should have been a little bit more reasonable. Like I understand it, but I I think Uhtred was right. Had he just written down to Edward and explained it, I I think Edward would have had no choice but to see reason. Mm -hmm. And it could have been avoided. That That's a big that's kind of a big tone of both of these episodes is that a lot of the bloodshed could have been avoided if just 100 there was a little bit more time or people had made it certain places before Sick trigger would happened. listen to steora too okay wait let's talk about that family i was annoyed at steora like a lot in this episode because all she she seems like she's just becoming brita and like she's just wants to go to war. She hates the Saxons like she didn't grow up with them and have Uhtred instill this this peace mindset in her. I just felt like Stiora, this is the first time where I found myself just absolutely lowering Stiora in my ranks. We'll see how I think for me, I agree with you. I think she definitely lost some points for me in these episodes with how she was reacting so hastily to the news of the Saxons and everything. I still my biggest thing will be how she react, like how she does going forward with her relationship with Uhtred. Like, will she blame him on the death of Sigtricker still? She's will already she, starting that way. She's already yeah. starting. It depends on how deep down that path she goes before I can really say, fuck her. 
but we are seeing glimpses of her going down that burrito path, and I hope it doesn't turn out that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I d- I specifically didn't like how she talked to Utrid about the situation when he was trying to talk with Sig Trigger and Brita was there or Brita <laughs> Steor was there. And it, I mean, I don't see why Steor needs to have any kind of hostility towards Utrid. And she almost did have a, like a hostile reaction to what he was saying. And Utrid actually was like shocked by how she was t- speaking and I wouldn't put her at the breed of level, obviously. And then she did have good counsel when she said, don't go over the ice and just wait a little bit like, but otherwise, yeah, she did seem like full on Dane, like go, 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 go. We're, we're attacking. We're going to war. Yeah, I, I agree. And Utrid freaked well, out too at her, right? Yeah, he had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then York picks up later, but, this other quick scene we have that's unrelated to everything else is just on the road to Winchester, I think, or Wessex maybe. And it's between Brita and Pier League. Um, they're just trying to, I think she's trying to let him, you know, go home. Cause she's still on this repentance thing. She wants to see Utrid. And I yeah. felt this whole thing was weird because she's like, all right, that's the road. And then two seconds later, she turns around, you know what? I'm going to come with you. Yeah. Right. Well, like, her, you know. Yeah. The weird thing is that she's being more so about, I need to be protected, not I want to do what I want to do with with speaking with Utrid. Like she pure like says to her, I will protect you. And she's like, bullshit. As soon mm-hmm. as I walk in, it's game over. But then I guess that's what she like thought of. Like that was her double take. And she's like, all right, you know what? Let's try it out. But mm-hmm. I am so happy that she turned back to her non-redemption situation yeah. because yeah, yeah, I yeah. was not. I've We've said it before. I'm not here for the redemption, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now she can have an awful death. And it's going to be amazing. All right. So then we're going to get some news over in Mercia again. And this is the part I'm kind of my notes are a little bit hard to follow. So help me out here if I'm wrong, if I misspeak at all. But this is where the Danes. I wrote fake Danes and I don't know why I wrote that. They show up okay. to Mercia. Why did I write that? Well, that that was actually confusing to me because what happens is the Danes. Remember, Edward's in the throne room and the Danes mm-hmm. walk in and they're just like, our message from Sig Trigger is we're ready and then turns yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, that's that, actually real. Right? That, was his, that, that was his actual message from yeah. episode four, was it? Or was it even at the beginning of this episode? He it does, was in the beginning of this episode when yeah. Utrid gives Sig Trigger the news of the Queen's yes. death. Sig Trigger says, ride down to Edward because he's going to come for us next. Yeah. Ride down to Edward. Tell him if he chooses to you know, pursue Northern territories. We will be ready for him. That's the exact message that gets conveyed. Love Ethel that Alfred or Alfred. I'm, That's all right. Say it, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Edward is able to see, be like, it's not a threat. It's just a warning. Like, just don't, we just don't have to go over into his lands. It's all we have to do. And right. everything is fine, but it's just, he's it not sucks. declaring war. He's just saying that yeah. if you show up, he notes yeah. the difference between those yeah. two things while Ethelhelm is trying to fan the flames of war. Yes. And say, see, they're yes. declaring war. He said, no, there's a difference between what they just said. That message so, definitely I, came at an unopportune time, like while he's getting the news of the queen being killed. Which also, happens in almost yeah. right here. But yeah. yes. To your point, Luke, it was weird the way that it went down. Yeah. Because okay. I was like, I double taked on it and was like, wait. Was that part of Ethelhelm's plan? And then I was like, oh, wait, okay. Sig Trigger did say to do that. Yeah. It was just like the time was sense. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Is this also the scene where Ethelstan speaks up and makes his yeah. presence known and looks at Ethelhelm and is just yep. like, Utrid 
was just there to tell him what was happening and try and avoid war. Like, be wiser, he says. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, let him fucking know, Ethelstan. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I actually was. I was like, don't don't take it back by calling him whatever he's what he say, Lord Ethelhelm, you know, and it still doesn't matter. He still put him in his place. But Ethelstan, it is a funny character dynamic with him and Ethelhelm, because I don't think he understands at all how much Ethelhelm wants to get rid of him or hates him. Yeah, mm-hmm. has no idea that Ethel Helm. Like he knows it. he's probably he probably knows himself is an issue. He probably knows that being around is a yes. problem to Ethel Helm. But he, I don't think he knows like the hatred mm-hmm. that's been going on in Ethel Helm's mind for and heart for however long he's been alive. See, now I. It could have been taken that way, or does he understand it and is trying to take the high road and like mend that bridge as best he can? Because I think it happens in episode six where he's just like, I'm having trouble going through to my man. Like, can you help yeah. me out? And I feel like that was just him extending an olive, olive branch. Well, he I mean, did try to been either way, killed though. in episode one. So like, I don't think you I don't think you flip that quickly. I think he's also just trying to show Ethel Helm that he is just a human being at the end of the day. Like he yeah. has like he's just a normal person. Like, sure, he has blood ties to the throne but he is he doesn't want that and i think he's just trying to show like hey i'm i'm just a guy yeah either way in this scene uh edward dismisses ethel helm i think he sends him to give a gift to the king of the scots so that was later yeah i i jumped in on that earlier i Um, love that though like that's just again more points for edward because he's just he's so politically savvy at this point that like his still, I feel like his only missteps were season three. And ever since then, he's been great. And I still love his him killing the elderman after we talked about it more. So I think he yeah. Edward's just been a top, top character for me. I still think like we talked about it in the last podcast. I think Ethel Helm should still have been punished. Like there was no punishment for mm. him, really. There yeah. wasn't he didn't get sent to any dungeon or anything. Edward just continued to have him around, which I think is uh, clearly a mistake to have done, but he should have been easily, Jimmy, you brought it up. He should have easily yeah. just been thrown in jail or killed right on the spot after that, the moments of the, that happened. Mm-hmm. But what specifically are you referencing? This what is from Elderman, like him bribing the Elderman. Like, oh, I see what, so you he, okay. what Jimmy had brought up. Yeah, yeah we yeah, won't yeah. have to get it. Nah, yeah, that. I mean, it's true, though. It, it As soon as Edward takes the throne, then he should have been able to tell Ethel Helm that that is treason to the mercy and people. Yes. And yeah. he should have done something about it. And I 100 percent still believe that he should have done something because we talked about it before. I get it. It's your it's your wife's father and he's very influential and he has a lot of money. But. You got to do something because, you know, that he straight up has been for a long time going against you and just did something huge against you. So this is a little bit of a punishment. Getting him out of there was comfort yeah. and sending yeah. him there, but still not enough. I agree. Yeah. It's like sending him home in season four when he was finally like, all right, get out of here, bro. Go back to Winchester. It's similar where he's <laughs> yeah. instead of instead of punishing him, he's just sending him out of where all like the happening stuff is. And he feels like he's not important anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but, one thing I oh, go ahead. Uh, when Ethelhelm gets sent away, though, it leaves Ethelstan and Edward to have a conversation yep. wherein Edward extends to him command of the Mercian Guard, which Ethelstan is still grappling with the morality of what Edward did to take over Mercia. But after five seconds, he said, you know, I, I want to accept that. Yeah, that which has is one of my favorite Ethelstan. quotes from Edward to Ethelstan, because I wanted him to just say this out loud so badly. And he did. He just says. There are worse punishments than being raised by Uhtred. 
He's like, bro, yeah. come on, like, come on, you're the you're the man now. Like, you got a good yeah. sense of morality. Like, that was a great moment for me because it it shows that Edward. It reinforces the idea that Edward made the correct decision at the end of season four. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. And he's going to be such a better commander than Aaron Wolf was, man. But the only other thing we need to talk about before jumping back to Rumkafa is now Edward has the news of his wife dying and he has the quick freak out for a second. And then the <laughs> the girl from Scent. The lady and, of Kent. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> lady Kent. That's fine. I like that. Lady Kent. Yeah. <laughs> They they talk and he like freaks at her. Well, that's he freaks at her after the queen is brought back to him. Is that is yeah. that what you? Yeah, I'm not that sure hasn't Edward happened yet, right? Yet. Ethelhelm doesn't know yet. Yeah, uh, that Sorry. doesn't no, that, happen. Yes, till, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's the guy's name? Bellis, the bodyguard, Ethelhelm's right hand guy. Bressel, Bressel, Bressel. Yeah, Bressel. Well, that should segue us because we're gonna go back to the the slaughter at Rumkova anyway. So yeah. that's where we're at, basically. Ethelhelm kind of rallies his own fjord and says, I can't go against the wishes of the king. But if any of you Saxons would like to avenge uh, the visionary or whatever that was slaughtered in the name of Christ, yada, yada, Mm -hmm. feel free to do so. But it doesn't have my stamp of approval anyway. So uh, Bressel, Bessel, Bressel, Basil, Basil. So Basil takes the fjord. (laughs) Basil takes uh, Ethelhelm. Ethelhelm's feared up to Rumkova to confront all the Danes that live there. And essentially it, they start a genocide. That's, that's what they're trying to do. They say, I want you Finnan, you know, just the head guy at Rumkova at the time, since Utrecht isn't there round up all the pure Danes and separate them from the Saxons and Finnan, He's in a corner, so he says, yeah, I'll get my men on it. He conspires, you know, gets his wife to rally the men of Rumkova, like, secretly. And just the way this scene gets away from us, boys, it's, uh, it's a sad so one. So bad, um, man. Ugh. I mean, uh, the first noteworthy thing, once the fighting breaks out, is that all the Danes are rounded up into that one thing. And young, young Utrid yeah. is forced to watch while they are slaughtered. Yeah. Might I say in the church, I, yeah. I am really coming to love young Utrid. I think even though he must only be 18, 20, something around there at the time, like in his conversations with Utrid, it seems like he really values his advice. And he's just like a really intelligent person. I feel like he's always just saying the right things. When uh Bishop Benedict was trying to give the Christian rights to the slaughtered Danes, he says, No, they have different customs. Like he's just got a good head on his shoulders. Now um, he's like he's like Varus now. He's no longer distracted by any, you know, <laughs> by any desires. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Before we get into the sad, sad sadness, I think we missed something. Utrid, when he comes back to Rum Kova, that's where he sees Heston, and Heston gives him the news. He talks to young Utrid. This is a huge deal. Do you guys have notes on this? Because this is where Utrid and young Utrid are talking and they're talking. He says, Ethel Flood's dead. And he says, Father, you can now, you know, let your pain go away and maybe you'll find a wife and have some more kids. And he says, I shouldn't have any more kids. Look at you who's injured and look at Stiora, who's in the middle of a war, pretty much. You know, no kids deserve or I don't deserve kids. Right. And then he says, well, what about the other one who doesn't know he's your kid? Oh, my God. We totally glossed over that. And I I caught that, too, watching it. And I didn't like. So were we, did I miss something? I let totally us caught discuss that. because, yeah, yeah, yeah. guys, we talked about this a yeah, million times we, when we totally se- did when seasons three and four were happening. Gisela had and Utrid had three kids. They had Utrid, 
Stiora and the baby she died. And we took it like it was, you know, just a, a change in canon where they're like, listen, we don't want a baby around. We're going to have two kids and or we're going to just have the, the little kid boy be the grown up into young Utra and Stiora is the older sibling. Mm-hmm. But actually, young Utra is the older sibling, then Stiora. And now there's a baby that Utra has hidden. That's we don't talk about that. Doesn't Our- know. Are we so confirmed that it is a child between him and Gisela? Because why would that be dangerous information for anybody to know? That would just be another kid. I think it might be a child between him and Ethelfled because that child would have a royal bloodline and that would be a dangerous mm. child but to know. about. Are you okay. implying that it's Elfwyn? Because it can't be her. I don't think. No, 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 no. I don't, no, no, no. I'm not okay. implying because that. We know because that I think Eric, he's keeping whoever yeah. it is hidden. Uh, both are plausible. So you think they retconned the three kids into two and and that's still a thing. And then you think there could be the other kid just from Ethelfled. It's definitely you told me that they originally had three kids. I forgot (laughs) they had three kids. (laughs) Yeah, let me do a little. She was pregnant with. Yeah, Oh, true. true, true. I did a little research. Okay, and 100 percent. There was a boy, a girl. She was pregnant. She said she's going to have a boy. She dies during childbirth we never see the baby again pretty much okay mm-hmm. so there was interviews with the creators and the writers and they were being sketchy about it and this is back you know not anytime recent back when people were like where's his third kid and they were just like oh you know there we were introducing so many new characters that you know we don't really need to have a third maybe maybe the baby will show up and maybe we kind of reckon it don't worry about it pretty much mm-hmm. okay here's the deal if it's the third kid, you are right, Brian, because I can't think I was thinking forever the past two nights since I watched. Why would it matter that there's a third kid unless you're talking about the heir to Bevenberg and you're just assuming that it won't be young Utrid because, you know, maybe Utrid thinks that young Utrid would never want it. And Stiora is with Sig Trigger or she's female. I don't know if that counts for Bevenberg or not. And then the third kid needs to be stashed away in general for if they need another heir. That's the only thing I could think of. But also, let me just say, Hild had the baby when oh, you know, the mom died. Yes, yes. Hild might be our girl hiding right now. And we haven't baby. seen Hild. Yeah, it's go. all coming together, Jimmy. Let's yes. go. Now, I like this theory. <laughs> my, so my question, to, my question to you guys is here again. Unless it's saying like, oh, here's our secret heir to Bevenberg, which it's kind of like a slight on young Utrid. You know, if you decide to do that eight years ago or 10 years ago when Utrid is still young enough, where why would you assume that he's not going to want it? You know, it is kind of weird unless you're doing a situation where you have older Utrid from season one or Utrid slash Osbert. And like Utrid's doing like a similar thing where he's like, well, I need to kids two boys and i'll hide the second one just in case but uh, that's the only thing i could think of and what kind of reveal is this going to be to us like say it's like the finale or something Utrecht's like here's my third kid and his name is ethel whatever and everyone's like oh shit like is it going to be like alfred or is it gonna be like bianca like i like what like unless you give him a name of somebody that we love like as an homage like what kind of a reveal is it Mm. I, I haven't had time to think about this, but I totally remember that the whole conversation and not 
like processing it enough but holy shit i i can't see how it's gonna matter though like i think it matters in the sense that young utrid is cockless so he can't that bloodline now it does yeah yeah so now this person if i'm it is confirmed boy right if you're keeping the canon and and yeah. it's not what Brian said and it's an Ethelflaed kid, then we know that Gisela had a third a third child and it was a boy. It's definitely gonna play a part for in air purposes. Like I just can't see it being anything besides that. I'm but. hoping that it's not an Ethelflaed kid because that would take away from a lot of her final day speeches when she was emphasizing the fact and, that yeah. she was yeah yeah, yeah you're 100 right i'm i'm throwing that one out. it's a shame and we're gonna get to this in the sadness in a second it's a shame that the baby's hidden and it's and it's nameless it obviously has a name but it's nameless to the people but if it was like recent we could have named the mosforth man let's just let's i mean well, actually let me ask let me ask you this question if we're talking about osforth like i actually just said it by accident if he names the kid Osbert, like after himself, his actual first name, I don't know if, if that would matter or not, because isn't that kind of like a slight on him when people call him that? Like when Uncle Elfric or whatever was like Osbert and he was like, fuck you, man, I'm Mutrid. I don't know. Like, could I don't that think be he wants name? anything. I don't, I don't think he wants anything to do with that name Osbert anymore. So I would be down with Alfred or Bianca, though. Like if he was like little Bianca, maybe Leia Fritch. Little oh, baby Leia Fritch. It's I'm down one of with those, that. It's one of those four right there. It's got to be. <laughs> Leia Fritch, Alfred, Bianca, and what was the other one? Osbert. What did you say? Did you say Osbert? Oh, oh uh, Osbert. No, Osfirth is, he's already, he's not going to name oh, him after yeah, Baby yeah, Monk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's Luke, talk continue. About, yeah, let's yeah. just talk about Baby Monk because this is kind of the end of the chaos that's going on in Rumkafa. And man, I just knew this was coming when Finnan has a decision to go help save his wife or Osforth, which he ends up doing neither. It just like shit just kept happening and he froze up. And I guess that's part of the reason Finnan blames himself. But man, dude, he just took a bad shot right to the freaking like abdomen. He died pretty damn quickly. So I don't know what he hit. Maybe it was his heart, but that was like straight out of avengers endgame like tom holland just mr stark i don't want to die i don't want to die and i was freaking oh god it was so sad man i got the feels man and and it sucks because osforth was holding it down he was going Mm -hmm. against two guys and there was the dilemma for foot finnan where he sees his wife falling off the horse and someone going after his wife and he sees osforth and he's going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And he goes for his wife and then he turns around and Osforth got stabbed. And also Elfwin's guy was also in it, but he was being attacked by someone as well. So he couldn't help either. Mm-hmm. But Osforth went down like a boss. He went down like a champ. He, he was taking two guys down and the guy just got a nice little slip in it. You know, Dude, it was it was my jaw was literally open. I was like, killed I just me. couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was, it's he was just pain, like Finnan, Finnan, don't let me die. Oh yeah. god, that was that was hard to watch, man. When he was saying that, I was like, oh, there's got to be some hope for him living. And then he, well, just... that's like Finnan, yeah. Finnan was like, oh, you're gonna be fine, man. Like that's how they always do it before. And he's just, yeah. And then he uh... just stopped talking. I was like, yeah, god, fuck. <laughs> I loved Osford, man. He came out of nowhere. He grew on me so much, and he was so cemented as one of the boys that it's weird when you see the three of them ride off on their horses without him being the fourth on the side. Why do I always have to be the virgin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then when Nutrid says the line where he's like, we each take a limb and Finnan's like, there's only three of us or Citrix says there's only three of us. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. someone's cutting onions, man. Someone's cutting them. But yeah, uh, 
he had such a great trajectory. We talked about it last episode, you know, being the guy who came in as the bastard, Leah Fritch's nephew, Alfred's real son. He's coming in saying he wants to follow Uhtred. They're kind of taking it as a joke because obviously he's very like religious. He's the baby monk and he has the little poke scene and Uhtred puts him in his place saying it's not your kill. And then just every single episode until this episode, he grows and he grows and he grows and he grows. He becomes a badass warrior. He gets older, wiser. He's just a man. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was it was definitely heartbreaking. This kill. Uh, it hurt. God, great run for Osfirth, man. He like Uhtred said, he's with us in spirit going forward. Is there not... any is there any more coming, guys? Or are we good? Like, oh, Jesus. my God, everyone's dead. <laughs> Everyone. I mean, I mean, out of our dead. homies out of. So you yes. think Finnan and Citric are gone now? Dead. One more. Yeah. Both oh, of them nice. are dead. They're fucking they're killing people in the middle of like episode four, like not even the end of episodes mid season. They're going to kill everybody except for Uchi. We talk about the fact that we always joke around and everyone knows the deal. It's the Game of Thrones effect. It's what it's called when you will let main characters die on a whim and you just shock the hell out of them and let them die. But then people were mad that it, it was getting less and less and less and less. And the plot armor was going to the roof towards the end of the game of thrones series you know mm-hmm. samuel tarley anyone so last kingdoms the opposite Consistent. the entire show they're ready they're consistently ready to kill anybody and that's why we're always scared when we're podcasting because they can literally die next time we're talking after the today finnan and citric could be dead and i will kill myself too so like i won't be here <laughs> yeah. won't be here either <laughs> I'm getting a little bit annoyed by Ethelstan's plot armor because like yes. when the dude couldn't finish the deed when he was asleep, it's like, come on. But, but like, I yeah, guarantee em- that he was safe for the season. So that's why that was my protection. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Luke True. put his well, protection on him. Ethelstan and I would die. like to have Luke's protection. <laughs> nah, he can't. And I don't want him to die. And that's just they're emphasizing how good of a warrior he is for such a yeah. young age. But I think. They they don't need to show us any more examples. Yeah, I was ready to laugh my ass off if he was in the tent and he was getting attacked. And all of a sudden he's like, Uhtred! <laughs> like he does every other time, even though Uhtred's not there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's do these last couple of scenes for this episode, because I know we're already pretty freaking long for episode five. I totally anticipated this because there's yeah. so much going yeah. on. But these next parts are just going to have to go in order of them happening, because after the battle at Rumkafa. This is when the war rally speeches start happening for all sides. And I pretty much was just like, I guess everybody except for Uhtred, Sictric, and Finn and suck now because even Aldhelm is calling for absolute war against the Danes. We have Edward who's ready to fuck every single one of them up. And then, of course, like Sig Bros whispering in Sig, Sig Trigger's ear, like they're going to mm-hmm. go to war. That that was the easy sell. And of course, Dior yeah. is also on that side. So everybody's like hyping themselves up for this big midseason battle that's going to come in the next episode so that's all going on and then this is when Uhtred finally meets up with Sigtrick and has the revelation holy shit yeah Ethelhelm is the one that basically made all of this bad stuff happen and at the same time god this scene fucking killed me too when Finnan like yeah. doesn't even say anything when they're when Uhtred's asking where's where's Osford where's Osford and his acting was just so good man I was mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. hurt me almost as much as the actual death scene was just how Uhtred took that and it's crazy how it starts off where Uhtred says, like, how's the village? And then it moves over to Citric being like, my family. How's my family? My kids. And then they're like, wait, where's Osfirth? And you're just like, oh, damn, dude. But also we're whining for a second. Like, 
let's just talk about again the intelligence of our boy Utrid because he gets the facts from Citric, but it's Utrid that has to go like this, and he's mm-hmm. putting everything together like we are as a viewer, and goes, "This has to be Ethel Stan, Queen Ethel Helm." Oh, am I saying Ethel Stan? Yeah, you said it, yeah. Ethel Helm, Ethel Helm, Ethel Helm, fix that, put it in post. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, pretty much what I was saying is, yeah, he figured out that Ethel Helm was doing the whole thing, and mm-hmm. it's him and his intelligence just, just his brain just churning it. Yeah. Like Uhtred needs to be more likable. Like he's got to be the warrior. He's got to be like the sense of morality, and he's got to be smart. And he's got to be freaking good looking. Dude. <laughs> and he's got a nice ass too. Centuple <laughs> threat. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think there's anything else we need to touch touch on more in York because that's just like them rallying themselves and and Stewart is becoming more like Brita and and Sig Trigger vows to kill Edward and all of his kids. Stepping away from that, if you guys don't have anything to add, there is just the final scene of the episode. And I thought this it kind of was more impactful than I expected it to be. And this is Ethel Stan fi- or sorry, Ethel Helm finding yeah. out about his daughter's death. At first, I was just like, LOL, 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 like, this is amazing. Like, I love all this. Like, because, and then he just says to his man, I think we all know where the blame lies. And then he goes into the, like, has that, like, weird, like, scene where he's like, feigning thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just has, like, the badass kind of look in his eyes, like, I'm going to fucking kill everybody now. Yeah. No going back for Ethelhelm. He yeah. is all in or, He's going to die. So now he is he is playing on house money. He mm-hmm. is a wild card for sure. That was a I think very weird scene where he's just like freaking out internally. End up doing it for me by the end. Like when he has yeah. the look and it's just. Yeah. yeah. I actually was so weirded out by that scene where he's freaking out. I was like, did he stab himself in the leg or something? Because it looks <laughs> like he's because he's like bent over and he obviously had the knife like he was going to kill himself. And I was like, where's the knife? Is it in his leg? Like, it looks like pain, but is he is he crying? I don't, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> God, was, things would have been so good if he just killed himself, right? I was all smiles yeah, right? through that that painful scene for him. I was <laughs> yeah. Love it, baby. But I will say that we're 0 for 2 on our on our theories. We said we didn't think yeah. Breed. Oh, no, I guess we did change our mind and go with Breed is pretty much close to end game with a redemption, quote unquote, arc. But we did say we didn't think Ethel Helm would, no. t- would make it past episode six. So, yeah, yeah, we were wrong with that. Took but, an L for that. Yeah. All right. I know that one took up a lot of time, but six should be a little bit quicker because we got a lot more action in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we just go right into it because there's like three or four like scene buckets I have that are pretty small. Then it just gets into the battle and flows through the whole back half of the episode. So one of the things that we have here is we have the Danes on the way to the war. And this is just Sig Trigger gives Sig Bro command of the armies like he's going to be someone that's actually going to have some clout when they're going to war here and to me i just kept every time sewer talked i was just like shut your fucking mouth shut your yeah. fucking mouth like you're not helping i don't like not liking you because you're utra's daughter but just shut the fuck up yeah. and this just leads them to the part where they're right outside the frozen lake just looking down on ethel helm's army and then also I have Bressel tells Ethel Helm of Elswiss location, but I think that's kind of irrelevant. Either way, anything just gearing up for the for the, the Dane side of this battle that you guys want to add to? The whole time Sig Bro is like going to Sig Trigger saying, you know, please, man, let me be part of this war, but let me be. I actually thought when he said like you're in the very front for most warriors, I think that is a punishment. Usually it has been in the past, at least yeah. for Saxons, like they've been like, all right, 
you guys are up front. Yeah. But I think they made Ethelwald do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think that's yeah. why I thought Sig Trigger was being a badass, being like punishing him. But now that I'm kind of thinking about it, I'm pretty sure Danes would want to be in the front. Not much there. We're going to pick back up with that when everybody starts coming together. So we also have the Saxons on their way to war. And I'm linking in all of Uhtred too, because he makes his way to Edward. But at the beginning, it still is showing signs of Edward trusting Ethelhelm a little bit. Like he's not completely against him, right? Because he still doesn't know that he was the one pulling all the strings. He still doesn't know, right? Exactly. Yeah. So he still has the thoughts like, okay, if he is actually right, then I still have to be prepared to go to war because if I'm not, then Sig Trigger is just going to run train on us. If, yeah. He has to unfortunately slightly listen to Ethelhelm here until and, more information mm-hmm. comes out about it. And he got the news of Romkova, right? Or not yet. Isn't that what actually pushes him more to actually say, like, all right, now I'm going to be going against the Danes? Like, oh, because I think Uhtred shows up and helps tell him, doesn't he? Or is Uhtred the only the one that tells him about the queen dying? I don't think like, anyone no, 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 no. The queen shows up like they bring the queen back. Remember, Uhtred didn't bring the know. queen back. Yeah. So we we skipped this part. But during the okay. genocide, remember the sketchy priest, they think they're coming here just to fuck shit up. Yeah. But then the sketchy priest is like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The queen. We didn't know the queen. You know, like the queen's here. And he's like, what are you talking about? The queen. And then he's like, show me. He sees the queen and Brussels like, oh, my God, dude, we screwed up. Yeah. So then because but, when the queen you know. comes back. There's that that crazy line. This is when Edward actually is raging and he goes, I'm going to go take uh, Sig Trigger's wife like he took my wife. And obviously okay. that also equals Uhtred's daughter. And I thought Aldhelm was going to kind of be like, are you sure you want to do that? But he was just like, you know, whatever you say, pretty much. And they both walked out of the screen. So. Yeah, we're, we're, we're mixing a little bit of shit up. But yeah, Edward's raged and he's back on the boat of we're going to war Mm -hmm. yeah and then Uhtred shows up and at this point you find out Finnan's still blaming himself for Osfer's death which is just the worst I hope that dies I don't want him to to keep thinking that but they end up they rally themselves like we got to go stop this war before it happens they show up at Edward's camp and then they tell him about what the news that I met that I wrote my notes actually was referring to the fact that Uhtred figured it all out. Like, this is all Ethel yeah. Helm's part. And I love Edward's reaction to this because it was logical. And, like, he took in Uhtred's advice because he trusts Uhtred as much as Alfred did at the at the peak of his trust, right? Like, he always Uhtred hasn't done Edward wrong in over a decade. So, like, that was awesome because now Edward just completely flipped. And he has this one quick quote where he's he wants to send a messenger. He says, tell Sig Trigger that our conflict is over. Yeah, love yep. it. Oh my god, so mature, so yes. just ready to get it. I love Edward, man. Edward's That's great. worthy of the beard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else, B. Tom's? Not you good? Nah, that hit it all. I mean, it, yeah, it just goes yeah. to show how much Edward respects Uhtred. This is the second time he put respect on his name when Ethelhelm said, "See, he's going to Sig Trigger to align himself." Edward said immediately, "No, Uhtred is a loyal, like honest man." Mm-hmm. So I, I love this relationship. It's not, it's not as tumultuous as Uhtred and Alfred's was, right? Which is good. It's how it should be because Uhtred is always right. And yeah. Edward really didn't need much convincing with the history mm-hmm. of Ethelhelm. Like he just, he, even if this was a lie from Uhtred, like 
Edward probably would have even acted this way anyway and just been like, all yeah. right, we're killing him regardless yeah. if this is true or not. Yeah, the one thing I just want to ask you guys, like when this conversation happens, we're still not getting the confirmation of if Sig Trigger is going to attack Ethel Helm. They're still testing the ice. We don't know, but we're assuming it's going to happen. What was going through your guys' minds? Because I was letting it race through my head, like how this could screw Sig Trigger. And I was like, well, if he goes first, but then in my head, I still thought that if he goes and attacks Ethel Helm, he shouldn't be blamed because he didn't know about the truce yet. That's what I also felt. The other thing is I thought he might go there and be like, okay, Sig Trigger's taken out Ethel Helm. Now I don't have to deal with Ethel Helm, but it could have been a win-win. It could have been, but I mean, he's just just let, if he had just let, Sig Trigger do that, then it would have been like Christians would have everywhere been freaking out. Yeah. It's an I attack on Christianity and the Saxons, which he could not because people, take standing down. Because only a select few people know of Ethelhelm's weasel weaseliness. Yeah. You know, like yep, on yep. paper, people are just going to interpret this as like Edward abandoning his people. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And, and Dave, that's what talk- they do in Scotland at the end, but. Yeah, and Dave, going back to your talk in the last season, it's the typical, this is why I was going through my head, the typical, you know, we're here, we're waiting, and then the, they show up as they're leaving. Like, you yeah, know, like, exactly. You know, so I was like, I guarantee this shit hits the fan right before Edward and Uhtred get there. That's just mm-hmm. what I was assuming. And then my mind's racing. I'm like, how can we keep Sig Trigger alive here? Well, that's the thing. We talked about this. I think it was last podcast when it was just yeah, us we three. Did. Yep. There was almost no way out of this for Sig Trigger. Either yeah, he's exactly. going to have to go full rebellion against Edward and get be put down. Like, eventually he was going to have to secede um york because edward has to unite all of england so like it was always this was almost the most ideal scenario and all he had to do was just do what utra did last season when he just fakes the baptism and everything's fucking good and i was so upset you know like he was more prideful though about his religion than Utrecht's ever been yeah i still i still like what happened he stuck to his guns but yeah you're right it's the most ideal situation because you were worried and we're all worried that what was going to happen is he was going to do a full turn, be the bad guy and then die, which he did and, not do, which he exactly he did not do. This yeah. is a this is a war of two kingdoms or two, whatever Danes and Saxons that was started in in both of their minds by each other. You mm-hmm. know, he was provoked in his own mind and he wasn't the bad guy in this situation. Yeah. So he went to war. He attacked like like a, you would do. And then when it comes down to it, I thought. It was a good ending for him to decide I'm not going to get baptized. I'm not going to be a Christian. I'm I'm going to take the sword. Yeah. If we're getting into no, let's 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 pause. Hold on, <laughs> we're going to get back to that because right, I feel like we have the full send off for Sig Trigger too, just like we did for Osworth. So before we commence this epic battle that takes us through the back half of this episode, I have some notes that basically just say nothing scenes for Alfwyn and Elswith because they get two different scenes here before Edith shows up and then we find out that Alfwyn left but to me it just felt like more I guess just internal screen time yeah, yeah like I, I almost was just like why are they wasting screen time on these two because it just <laughs> cool. felt like like I don't care I will say I thought Elfwyn was going to rise to the occasion she had that scene where she was just like oh no I get it I'm going to be the queen I have to mature like really quickly I was like all right Elfwyn completely 180 immediately like she is just going downhill quick and mm-hmm. then she just dips from Aleswith who was her only protection like what are you going to do a little 16 year old girl 
on your own. You're going to get yeah. captured and Give ruined. The Scots. She's going to be. Yeah, the you Scots. are going to be a bargaining chip, my friend. And yep. that is happening. But the question yeah. is, why is that matter? Who cares about her besides Uhtred? Well, now Ethelhelm does at the end of the episode. Remember, Edward would, too, because yeah, I'm Ed- saying like Edward, be- they they want her as. Oh, I guess Edward would care. Yeah, Ed- it's just no, like now Ethelhelm said his plan is literally to make Elfwin the gift to the Scots that we were discuss that he was discussing. That's part of the plan now. Yeah, because it's a bargaining chip. And I was like more questioning why who's going to care that much about the bargaining chip. But I guess Edward would. But yeah, I mean, it, it's his blood. And mm-hmm. it's technically an an heir to Mercia. Yeah. And, you know, it, like you said, it, it's it's a little nothing. But basically what it is, is that they find out that he didn't show up. Kinleaf or Kinleaf or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. He didn't show up. They don't have time anymore. They need to get the hell out of there. They're taking her to a nunnery. Luke, I'm sorry. Elswith still loves God. Yeah. What taking is that? To- Taking her to a nunnery, her man was supposed to watch her, and she has her little baby freak out like a like a little twelve year old would. And then while he's outside the door, she sneaks out on a horse and gets the hell out of there. And we thought her story was going to be over, but now we know Ethelhelm at the end of episode six is going to use her. She'll get captured, and she will be something for the rest of the story. That's a guarantee to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else for those uh, wastes of screen times? Yeah, the usual, <laughs> the usual two words. Fuck ales with. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, we had, she has been I think doing a little bit better. Episode, it ha- yes, she has been doing a little bit better. Yeah. And we forgot to highlight in episode five when they had the talk about the birds and the bees. Yeah, okay. right. Ailsworth <laughs> gets it on, man. Her and Alfred had a She's great like, time. If Paul was the, here, we'd have Paul's sexiest scene, maybe. When when the flesh meets your lover's flesh, it's just like, oh my God, what is she talking yeah, about? She's like in the trembling and a and, man's and throbbing passion. The, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, it was great, like Alfred definitely was throbbing, man. And <laughs> and, and Elflin's like grandmother. Like, Jesus. Yeah. She's like, you're 150, probably. <laughs> if Uhtred's 90. <laughs> All right, but if we're good there. Let's just go through all the burrito and pure lake scenes because they're pretty segregated from everything else. Yeah. The first couple, I think the first scene is just like a nothing scene. And then the second time you see them is when pure league gets the information about the Saxon war. And this is all post battle because it results in the whole stabbing and Jesus, man, like what the stabby, fuck? stabby, the we stabby, said he was stabby safe. is the only thing that matters. And I could have sworn he was so safe. I, nah, I still think he's safe, man. I- no. If she if she didn't say if you live, give this yeah. message to Uhtred. If she somebody's got to give the message, him, yeah. If she just stabbed him. Then I'm like, okay, Father Pierre like stabbed. But because she delivered that second half, I think this is it's crazy too. Because isn't this the second time he's been left for dead after being stabbed? And it's just wait, wasn't the first time this this happened to Aldhelm? Basically, yeah, Aldhelm got situation. stabbed by Ethelred. Oh, stomach, maybe Father yeah. Peerling in the past was just left to walk back to Wessex. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's been okay, wa- he's okay. been told to walk a lot. <laughs> yeah, but he just gets through, man. I I hate to see it for Father Peerling, man. He's he's just a great, funny character, and he's just, great. Yeah, yeah, he's just a yeah, he's, he's a just, man. He's not the usual like priest or monk that you expect. You know, he he swears and he's he's always just open to jokes. Broken so. fight too. Yeah, he's and not he's as fighter. fatherly. It's like you take you take he's some of uncle. his father. Yeah, like he's not as fatherly as Bianca, but he's way more badass than Bianca. So yeah. it's kind of like you're taking a little bit from one, putting it in the other. It's, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, Bianca's the father and then Pierre looks the cool uncle. That's what she gets. Yeah. So let's round table this because I thought we would be on the same page about this. But Dave's kind of making me question that 
is he dead or alive? Because I thought he was dead. So I agree with Dave. I think that line means something. Okay. Someone has to give the message. Also, I, I think he's established himself as too too important or too beloved a character to have an off-screen death. That's true. He doesn't yeah. get stabbed, bleed out credits. It just seemed nah. like a lot of freaking blood. Like that was like oh, an yes. Osfirth amount of blood. Like it was just instantly pooling and he was had nobody what, around I, him. Do we know what Edith is doing? Is she on the move? Like, could she no, possibly- Edith with Aleswith and you're actually just with Aleswith now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just trying to think of who could possibly come across him on the road that would be able to help him in that moment. Well, we know he's kind of close because they saw the camp. Oh, yeah. that's true. When okay. she did it. Um, you know, it's it's weird because Brita, if she actually is trying to give a message, stab him in the like leg or something somewhere mm-hmm. like that's not an art. I mean, not, you know, in, in the inside of your leg or anything, but somewhere that's not going to be like a stomach wound. Like, man, well, cut his penis off. <laughs> no, yeah, don't right? you, no more castration for anyone. Um, yeah, but gosh. Jimmy, to respond, we know that she's not the brightest, nor is she. Well, I'm sorry. We know that she's not the brightest and she is, in fact, the worst. So does it <laughs> it it, it tracks true. that she would just stab a guy in the gut and say, <laughs> now march and deliver this message that needs to be delivered. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fuck her, man. Get out of here, Brita. So, yeah, real quick. I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but the Brita situation, we have her saying that she's totally ready now. I have to make amends with Uhtred. And Pure League, you are going to be my protection because Pure League offered it. And, of course, she didn't deserve it, but Pure League offered it. The news that we get is that he lied to her. So she takes that as, okay, you lied about my protection. So why does that equal now... I don't owe Uhtred amends anymore. It should just be, I owe Uhtred amends, but I'm not going to go with you because they will kill me once I go there. It should not equal, I'm coming for you, Uhtred, again. So I will say, that, and this is just me trying to understand Brita's logic, which is not founded in reason. Everything Father Peerleg said helped her grieve and get to a point where she would accept to make amends with Uhtred. Mm-hmm. And if she believed that he lied about the King Edward thing, that could then be extrapolated to Father Peerleg is a liar. Everything he has said is a lie. I don't know why I've been listening to this guy keeping him safe. I'm out. That's okay. what it is, B-Toms. That has to be it. She sucks. Yeah, she's she's brash. She I, she doesn't I, think things through. It, it was dumb. Yeah. It's sad, okay. but I just feel like the writers just have like blinders on for this character. And just because she was there since day one and it's kind of poetic that it's like Uhtred's also all, like same situation where she's Dane and Saxon raised through this whole thing that she has to make it to the end. I don't know, man. I think she sucks. I don't like any of her decisions and it never it never makes sense a lot of the time. And she's kind of just the worst, like we keep saying. And there's nothing really else to, to add there. I really, really am interested to see what her ending is really because I, think, I don't know what they'll do that would make us does, be like all right unless he kills her does she still have any followers or are we supposed mm-hmm. to believe that they abandoned her yeah we're scene? supposed to think okay. she's by herself yeah. yeah okay i was gonna mention the uh me and luke read like the kind of brief episode descriptions for seven and it was something about like brita restoration coming to an end or, or something the reconciliation longer. not reconciliation because that implies that it's going to be positive but it's something to do with 
it comes to a head, her and Uhtred or something like that. So, so I think I they're going to see I think next episode, hopefully, finally, knock on wood, the British chapter is closed with Uhtred killing yeah. her somehow. I hope. Okay. All right. I hope. I'm going to be upset if she does not die this season. Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, yeah. Me 100%. 100%. All right, let's get away from all that negativity yeah, yeah, yeah. now. Time, <laughs> time for the climax of these two episodes that we've been building up for for at this point two hours. Like, holy shit, man! We have—I don't even know what to call it—the Battle of the Frozen Lake. That's what I'm going to call it. Damn, that's good. Is right? that in your notes or is that off the, off the cuff? <laughs> off the cuff. <laughs> Looks uh, like oh, I went to bed around two two thirty. <laughs> yo, bro, I just watched this episode like an hour ago. So, okay, uh, nice, nice. All right, so <laughs> this is the moment where we're having all the parties start to show up, right? We already have Sigtrigger and his squad of Danes looking at the, on the other side of the frozen lake, looking at Ethelhelm, and then Uhtred arrives at this point. And I mm-hmm. think the battle is starting to commence. They're starting to cross yep, the frozen yep. lake. Um, and then, you know, we already talked about the scene where Ethelstan kind of has some plot armor, and I totally agree about that, B-Tom. Yeah. Like, he's dead. Like, they're they're murdering these grown men warriors who have been fighting forever in their sleep, and they're they're getting a lot of kills here before Ethelstan, I think, is the one that actually screams loud enough for somebody to blow a horn, yep. and now, like, the whole battle starts. I actually was expecting him to be awake because he's technically like the commander. I thought that that was the way that he wasn't going to die to this. Like he was going to be maybe at least in his tent, but just like, I can't sleep because this is a crazy situation and whatever. I'm a kid, but just like he was in the other one where he caught the people attacking. I agree. There was no reason to have him fast asleep because yeah. that he would have been dead. He just yeah. would have been have, mm-hmm. have him like having a sleepless night that I'm I can not, believe. I'm not even just saying that this as a joke, but I felt, zero tension for him specifically like i totally did not think there was even a small yeah. chance that he would die like anybody but him and utrid could have died in that in this whole battle but i was just arrogantly confident that he wouldn't die so i i know it, it's just plot armor that's like the third time this season it's happened for him and just kind of kind of have to accept that but this it would be the cool. worst of the three yeah, yeah. This is the say. most super tinfoily thing I ever said, but it would be cool if Ethel Stan was actually Uhtred's third kid. I was and, thinking about that too, but is yeah, it, I don't. It but sense? then where's the little boy? I mean, where's the the other younger Ethel Stan? I don't think it makes sense. No, but it was, I don't think so but either. it would be sweet. <laughs> uh, Ethelhelm gets he's aware he's awake at this point, and they shield wall around him because he's a selfish little bitch. Um, all this fucking <laughs> chaos is happening where as as always, like the last kingdom does a great job in showing death from both sides, realistic death from both sides and realistic battle tactics. So that's just there's nothing really to add there. Um, but then Uhtred runs into Steora and can tells her that we have to stop this right now. Like Ethelhelm is the one behind it. And thankfully, she kind of believes him because yeah. like I yeah. thought there was a chance that she was going to be full breed by this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uhtred says like Edward's on the way with a thousand men. Like you're all fucked if we don't figure this out right now. And yeah. so that was good. And then the, the one line before I give it over to you guys, if you want to add anything, Finnan says here at this point, he says, who is he talking to when he just says, you go find Sig Trigger, I'll deal with Ethelhelm. It might have been Uhtred himself, but it's just cool that... Citric probably, Citric. wasn't it? Citric. Yeah, it might have been Citric. Yeah, he told yeah. Citric. He said, you go. It was Finnan. Yeah. Finnan told Citric, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was just a cool moment because it's just del- the boys, the head of the boys delegating out these huge responsibilities and Finnan wants to take it upon himself to go deal with Ethelhelm because he holds such a grudge against him for blame. Like he, he's allowed to 
remove the blame from himself and put it on Ethel Helm, I think. And that's the way yeah. we're going to avoid all of this like guilt trip plot. And you saw that rage, man. He was about to take down the entire shield wall to yeah. get to Ethel Helm. And let's not forget that this shield wall has been used for four seasons now, plus a little bit of season one, because Uhtred showed it to them. <laughs> it's amazing. The Saxons meeting. He it's took amazing. it from the Danes and showed it to the Saxons. Leah Fritz was like, I'm not using that bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he's like, all right, let's let's learn it. And now it is used on both sides. That's how battle tactics evolve, I think, in history, right? Like you yeah. take a culture's top tier yeah, tactic and if it gets working. integrated, if it works, like yeah. that's so cool. I hope Shield it's historically accurate. It still gets me hype when you hear yeah. the call. Shield wall. Yeah. Unless it's for Ethelhelm. Then, Ooh, then I'm yeah. like, Ugh. no good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a lot happens here. I don't really need to go through the details. We could just talk about whatever we want. But this is when Edward does finally arrive and he's looking down at the whole battle and he has that like internal monologue about deciding like if he's going to go for it now or not. And then I think someone brought it up earlier. I think it was Dave that said like, you can't if he didn't go for it, even though he trusted Utrecht to stop this it would have looked like he was abandoning his people. So he had yeah, to yeah, like, yeah. go for it. He had to do it. I mean, he was, he does say for a second, let's wait for Uhtred to do what he said he's going to do. And I'm glad Uhtred couldn't do it because we talked about the season with Sig Trigger last, like the last season with Sig Trigger, where we were surprised that he was able to get through this entire battle scene to Edward to be like, stop this battle, shield wall, so we can have this truce. This battle was way too ridiculous for Utra to get to Sig Trigger and be like, we need to stop. Everybody needs to stop. Like, I'm glad that it ended up being that it was way too chaotic, even mm-hmm. though it's bad for Sig Trigger. Way too chaotic. Edward sees it's going down and he says, we got to go. And he to any charges. Of course, yep. when he says that, my body's just like, fuck, man. This there, At this point in time, it kicks in for me that Sig Trigger is definitely yeah. dead. And I'm just sitting here. I'm like. I can't blame Edward because Edward's making the right decision. There's just no way he can just sit there and let Danes kill his people as even though those people are traitors, it just no matter how you twist it, it's just going to be bad look for him. So yeah. it was painful. And I love we'll get into it afterwards, but I even love the remorse that Edward even shows after this battle where he's just like, he seems like he's just tired of this. He's just like, I wish we could just have peace, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. It worked in his favor that he gets Efferwich now York, but he he knows that it's at the cost of a lot. And he even knew that Sig Trigger was a trustworthy guy and that this whole thing could have been avoided if, you know, the truth had just gotten there sooner. So yeah. just again, continuing to gush over Edward and how well of a king he's developed into. And it's just, it was painful to watch him go against Sig Trigger. Here. And speaking of that, I think this scene also showed him and Aldhelm to both catching a bunch of bodies. Like just, oh, yeah, they're absolutely yeah. slaying. And I was yeah. just thinking about it. Like, I think this is like the one area that Edward just completely trumps Alfred in is actually yeah. battle, right? Like yeah, he's actually yeah. a better fighter than, yeah. than he Alfred. He doesn't have anything cool. holding him yeah. back. Yeah, I mean, Alfred. he had, so he started off really awful. And that was the awesome line where, where Uhtred says, you know, pe- you know, important people died so that you could live. Don't waste it. And that was when like he was learning what's the op. And then he was learning with yeah. the wooden swords and Uhtred's like, no, use a real sword. You have to assume that after that, Stiapa and having all those years before that that war where Stiapa dies, Stiapa had to turn him into some kind of a badass, you that's would some, think. That's some good, subtle character development in the background. Yeah, yeah hell yeah. Because he can fight, man. He's like he's on the cavalry. He's like slicing yeah. bitches. I love seeing all of them get some kills, too. <laughs> yeah, he needs, he needs to get some rage out. He deserves it. And I thought that Sig Trigger was going to die in the battle. 
Like I didn't, I didn't think he was going to get captured. And I think that the capture to his decision not to become a Christian was a better death. But there's so many times where like you get like the horse, the horse goes through the line and all. And I'm like, all right, he's dead. It's like a mid mid battle. He's like, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. (laughs) I just kept thinking it was going to be that then, but. Thankfully, because of Osford's death being so close to this, I was a little comfortable with about Finnan and Sictric. I didn't think they would have taken two of Uhtred's like right hand man men just right away. Insane. So, I, yeah, but I did. I was more worried about Sictric than Finnan in this scene. Like, I felt like they showed him a couple times like fighting, but he also does. Sictric does get away for a second when he safely brings um, Ethel Stan to Steora, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I was happy that Steora was like crying I think a lot. Finn, I'm gonna just, <laughs> this might be a stretch, but I think Luke Finn is going to be safe. Mm-hmm. I think Finn is safe until he gets his revenge. I don't think we have to worry on about Ethel him. Helm. Yeah, until he gets or Ethel Helm or until he resolves his internal like strife about blaming himself. So I let's just hope safe. that he's freaking blaming himself. Yeah, to the end right, of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fucking fault, Finn. Yeah. Stay alive. Yeah. <laughs> cry yourself to sleep every night and just keep yourself alive yeah. and then you know at this point of the battle we're, we're winding down here sig trigger finally calls for the retreat and then the frozen lake ain't so frozen anymore and that kind of just mm, ends yeah. that and that just leads to utrid's just you know him brokering again his epic just like presence of just combining the danes and the Sax- saxons and trying to bring them to peace and that's that's how we get to the truce talk well, I was just going to say, Aldhelm is vouching for Edward to um, kill Sigtrigger, right? Or at least, mm-hmm. yeah, basically. He says Sigtrigger. that you pretty much can't do yeah. anything besides kill him. And yeah. obviously, I hated Uhtred and Aldhelm, like, kind of shooting different opinions at Edward. Um, but he makes a good case. Like, usually when we have these situations, it's like, oh, that person's, like, clearly wrong. That person's clearly right. But here, it's... It's real. This is one of those kingly decisions that's like it's gonna suck what you have to do either way. But I'm glad that Edward wasn't, you know, pissed at either one of them, and that each each of them were kind of still mm-hmm. not f- conflicting with one another. Like you're you're an idiot. Like there's no quarrel. It was just a, an actual discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Aldhelm ever was just sparing Stuart. I didn't think that was gonna take too. And long. that's another you're the man to Edward where yeah. he was just like, then she's safe, then she's spared and and, it, and it's allowed. It's I so think cool. Aldhelm understood that you we already talked about it, Dave. Like it's the same situation as if he didn't go into battle for the Saxons. Nobody knows except them that Ethel Helm is a traitor. So all of these people, all these Saxons think they're doing the king's work. So if you just say, Sig Trigger, you're all good, man. You're spared. The Saxon would be like, what the hell is up with this? Yeah, why did and just yeah, you here? can make a, a pronouncement that Ethel Helm's a traitor, but still, it's not like easy. Yeah. And the, this- the right way out of it is to have to kill him, which, you know, the but Edward picks the lesser of two evils. He Dude. does. And it, the proposition that he gives them is a really it's fair. So totally fair. It's fair. You know, yep. it's, he says, I'll give you peace for the rest of my reign. And for years beyond that, all you have to do is become Christian. And of course, Sig Trigger is not going to accept those terms. There's just no way. But those are, it was a very truly fair agreement. And I get why Sig Trigger said no, but you also were offered peace in a, in a fair, merciful way. So it was the, the best thing we could have asked for. 
Yeah, the fact that he offered him a pathway to live at all shows how much I think it's it's mostly just how much Edward appreciated Sig Trigger holding up his yeah. end of the piece the past mm-hmm. year. The time like skip was amazing for Absolutely. Sig Trigger. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was because he did nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing. It was yeah. peaceful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so after that decision and the the proposition gets put out there, he so Sig Trigger Sieg gets sentenced to, he bitch. gets sentenced to death in front of everybody, right? Like because so he, he says no, yeah. Because he says yeah. no to it, mm-hmm. and like this scene did it for me so much on an emotional level when Sig Trigger just kind of turns to Uhtred. He doesn't beg him, but he like really, really, really pushes to have him kill him because he's like a huge, he's just a great warrior and he wants to have an honorable death. And yep. just the way Uhtred reacts was just everything I've ever wanted because it, like you have to think like eight years have gone by of that time skip and he was so good to Uhtred's daughter. That yep. alone means so much to him that dude, Uhtred had tears in his eyes like when he yeah. was like lining him up. And I was just like, holy fuck, dude, this is the third time. I'm like chills everywhere over <laughs> these two episodes of just emotional moments like this show. It was like, so <sighs> powerful, man. I just I was sitting there and it was really drawn out with how slow they were moving with like cutting his uh, his releasing him from the rope and giving him the sword and Uhtred lining up the shot. I'm like, save him, somebody, someone. Do something. <laughs> it, it just you hear the sound of it getting it stabbed into it. And I was like, fuck, man, Dave was watching it. this with me, like him watching it for the second time, like two hours ago. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, like, in that moment, he's like, you think someone's going to save him? You think someone's going to save him? I was like, no, <laughs> I, was I was like, he's done. This is the end of a perfect, nearly perfect arc. Probably the best arc of any Dane. I said, show. I said to what? Luke, he moved up. I think Ragnar is still my favorite Dane, but Sig Trigger is definitely the second favorite. And then probably, I don't know, man. I Sig Trigger, I think I had him as one, I believe. I might have put him at Ragnar as one last season, but uh, when we did it, but I don't know, man. I think Sig Trigger is number one now. Oh, he's he's solidified. Yeah, I, I think, think he's number one. Top character, top ten character of the argue. show. I won't argue. I respect yeah. your choice. I respect. We'll, well, we'll get. We'll we'll have a, a fair chance a to do that in our in our finale yeah. episode. Um, but yeah, tears in the chat. Sig Bro's a little bitch. Yeah, Sig Bro uh, kneels and offers himself to be baptized. To which Sig Trigger, there's nothing else we can do. And Sig Trigger is finally like, bro, you're a coward. Yeah. You're a coward. What's his role going forward? Nothing. Rita? He better be nothing. Like, I don't Sig know. Bro? Sig yeah, Bro like, better gonna... not be betraying anybody. He better just be fighting for, you know, I guess Edward now since he lost. But no, I, Sig I don't Bro want better any... just be in a dungeon, dude. I guess I it means he weaseling. can't be, though. If he's going Christian, he'll be free, I guess. I don't know. Just I his hand shouldn't like... be fine. His, his hand should be fine in battle. I could see him joining up with Whitgar or something just to align himself with oh. the opposition. Ugh. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, be oh, no. I actually hold it against Sig Trigger that Sig Bro is still alive. He, sh- he should have been executed. Oh, yeah. 100%. Granted, 100%. Sig Bro didn't have any super impactful moments because of that. That like cost one of our characters mm-hmm. their lives. Whoa, which is good. whoa, whoa, whoa. He's the one who decided we had to cross the, the lake. True. Yeah, he's but, the one with the choice. I mean, if he didn't bring that up, then it would have been what they would have waited because Dior was Edward was going to pull something like this anyway. Like, yo, OK, I know that this was all set mean, up by Ethel Helm, but like you guys got to be Christian because you're going to fucking I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't I don't know, man. Like, that was the point. He said we have no more quarrels. I mean, it should have been done, I, yeah. but it's all in hindsight. Just like I mean, Stewart was right when she said we can't go around the lake their their watchmen will catch us and we'll be slaughtered that's fine 
then Sig Bro was like, it's frozen. I'm, I know all about Iceland, frozen lakes. She's like, yeah, we're not in Iceland, dude, mm-hmm. which is totally true. <laughs> like, geez, mm-hmm. how many times have we seen videos of people walking across frozen lakes and falling through? But um, yeah, I don't I mean, his that was his decision. And Sig and Sig Trigger took it uh, again. This is all Monday morning quarterbacking, but <laughs> <laughs> I love that term. Uh, but to end out this episode, we have uh, some of my favorite shit, right? We got some we got some more chess pieces moving on the board um, and they were they were well planted. These seeds earlier in this season, I brought yeah, it up on episode one when we they have that it. throwaway line. I was like, damn, I love that. Yeah, but we're going to find out here that Ethelhelm, I think, is just going to completely team up with King Constantine of mm. Scotia That's to take happening. Edward down. Like he's going to try and flip everybody and just go to absolute nuclear war against the whole continent he's now looking because for elfland as well looking for yeah Elflin. as the yeah, he needs elfland to get to yeah to get the yeah. constantine that's his bargaining chip this scene was great and then yeah this leads right into us actually seeing the kingdom of scotia and i just love these like last last minute players in the game that mm-hmm. makes sense that didn't come from nowhere but are going to have some pool in the back half of the season because you know we we w- finished up with episode six we got four more good episodes left and the movie. So we have Bebenberg and now this final threat of King Constantine to deal with over mm-hmm. these final six hours of screen time we have left. Mm-hmm. But the more important thing, of course, is at the table who's pledging their allegiance to the kingdom of Scotia oh. is Whitgar of Bebenberg. And Super that was go. awesome, bro. I was going to say awesome. what an awful haircut. Terrible haircut. What was his hairstyle when we first got into it? Was it was kind of like that. Just a, not as bad of a bowl cut. It I was guess, similar yeah, now to that, that he's though. cleaned up. It's a lot worse. It's been eight years. Cut. So, he, you know, he had time to get some kind of haircut, but it was this made was... it awful. This is all I ever wanted because I wanted more of a reason to build up Wickar. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of time. Four episodes. It's so much is going to happen. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Him Four episodes is Whitgar, like a season. Him saying Wickar of Bebenberg nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. Utrid <laughs> of Bebenberg. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on he now. doesn't say it as cool as Utrid at all. And I don't know. Am I getting this wrong here? So when Elfric was you know whatever the leader of bevenberg not the true leader but he was the leader he was the, he was the the big dog it was the scots that were attacking him right yeah so does that mean that they yielded to them is that why he's part of it with constantine i just think it's a complete regimen shift and a complete mindset shift where he was probably so willing to just do anything to gain more power yeah okay yeah so that makes sense because whitgar pretty much does say that like we're changing everything mm-hmm. when he gets there and and the times are changing okay so the and scots attacking bevenberg is an elfric thing and then when whitgar yes. takes over it probably changed everything okay all right it was also I just eight years sure. ago or time yeah, 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 ago, yeah so we yeah. don't know what's happened in between okay makes sense great great ending i it I, the way they describe the two is just perfect the way how these the events of what happened at the Battle of the Frozen Lake obviously transpired into what we had said. You know, the truth is never going to be the truth when there are whispers of everyone talking about it. You know, so the events came out to the Scotians as, okay, Alfred betrayed Sig Trigger, which we know wasn't true at all. It just was a complete misunderstanding. And they're like, and from their perspective, they saw that and they're like, okay, now that he took out a part of his own kingdom to claim it more of his, as his own. He's, they might come for us next, so we need to ally ourselves. And I just, 
those seeds have been planted all over the place. And I think this mm-hmm. was just a great time for them to just be introduced. And I think we said it last episode, it might've been me. That was just like, you know, I think we're going to get the final three or four episodes of Bevenberg or at least of Whitgar to develop his character. And yep. I, we're getting that here and I'm yeah. so excited for it. Agreed. The Danes are no longer a thing anymore. Like there's no one left. Like Heston's obviously not going to be a major player anymore. The only one that's left is Brita and she might be coming to a close. What I will say is we should never count out Heston. Yeah. Heston's always moving chess pieces. He won't be a big player, but I think he, Uhtred said it himself. You're a part of this now, dude, whether you want to or not. I was going to ask you guys, do you think he's still going to be around for the rest of the season? I don't know. My comment was actually is answering that. So my comment was going to be that there's no, there's not a Heston didn't need to be introduced in this uh, like th- these first four or five episodes, like he didn't need yeah. to be the guy that relayed the information to Utrid. It could have been anybody else, but I think because they just wanted to show that he's still around and that was his introduction. And now he will definitely be back in it to play a, a bigger role. This second. Okay. I buy it. I mean, he said he had a settlement twice as big as whether he was just flapping his gums <laughs> you know, who knows, but it seems yeah. like he has land, silver and men. So, you know, he could align himself with one of the kings that are going to be in the movie. Yeah. OK. So okay. what what is left for um, Edward to unite for him to complete Alfred's dream? If he has, he still needs to technically get more of Northumbria. Yeah, because yes. the no- because the Northumbrians now that that's who was at the table of with the Scotians okay. were Northumbrians. So there's clearly a divide with Northumbria. Some maybe identifying with Wessex and others seeing. Edward so is York a- not part of Northumbria? Not yet, I don't think. But if no, it seems like he might have taken it under his role now that he killed Sig Trigger. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, has he taken East Anglia? I think that's been under control since the earlier seasons, though, right? So I remember Ethelred took East Anglia when he left Mercia unguarded. So I'm pretty sure that the line while they were sieging, is that a word, sieging? I guess, right? It is. Yeah. When they were sieging uh, Winchester, when it was taken by Sigtrigger, the line I'm pretty sure was that Ethelfled was taking East Anglia. And then when she showed up, at the oh, last shame. second yeah. to help them out, it was, you know, we have completed our capture of East Anglia. We're here to help. I'm pretty sure that that was. No, right. You're right. You're right. OK, so then it's just North Umbria and random. And that includes Bevenberg, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Damn. We the last me. kingdom. Baby. The last kingdom. I think it was you, Beats, uh, that said that these were the best episodes this season. And I have to agree with you. It was just the heel turns, the death and just the. The politics are spicing up, man. Everything's just been incredible. Mm-hmm. So episode good. five was just a mind fuck for me. Like <laughs> once I saw the queen hanging yes. there, I was yeah. just my mind was racing. This is going to sh- send shockwaves throughout the country. Like mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is so good. The political ramifications <laughs> of this. Yeah. I'm so happy. We actually speaking of that, we, we have to get in. That'll have to be tackled in next episode. Like who is Alfred going like? I mean, I've, I keep saying Alfred. Alfred. I keep saying Alfred. That's all right, bro. You Edward. Know. Edward is going to have to, you know, find a new queen. And obviously 
the the girl from the Ken Queen is of first. Kent. Yeah, Lady it was Kent. the first on the list. But yeah, we didn't talk knows? about the fact that he just straight bangs the, the, his girl from Kent right after he finds out the queen died. Oh, he's yeah. like, he's like, <laughs> I, I don't think I was a great king. I was bad, man. I could have loved her better. You, you want to bang? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you feel me? And she, she says, don't be a great man. Be a great king. So I'm yeah, still yeah. watching her. Still watching. Yeah. Her. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're done here. Let's see. Do we have any lasting thoughts, lasting theories that we want to talk about for these four episodes? We obviously have the secret baby that's going to maybe come up, which we still can't really figure out exactly what his purpose is unless it's just to be an heir of Bebenberg and he's hidden. I don't know. Is there any theories for that right now? Not really. Right. I mean, all I know is that he'll better have him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think my theory, it's not really a theory. It's just more of a guess of prediction of how the rest of the, the season and movie is going to get laid out. My, this is a total long shot. I'm just pulling this out of nowhere, but I think what's going to happen is that Bebenberg is going to be dealt with by the end of this season. And I think the movie mm-hmm. is going to focus more on uniting the, uh, christian kingdoms and that's why like the movie is titled the seven i think it's going to be like kind of like a like a world war kind of thing where it's just mostly focused on saxons and uh christians fighting each other rather than more so utrid focusing on bevenberg saxons and christians you or, mean? sorry just like just internal conflict yeah just internal saying. conflict gotcha. within that region is what i'm saying Make but i think edward, edward may be like the king but there'll be other people saying they're king and that's a long shot, but I, that's how I think it's going to be laid out. Bevenberg will be completed by the end of this season. So my hopes for next time we're talking, which is going to be, mean two episodes worth of content. Hopes Diora just chills the fuck out and she kind of like starts being tame and doesn't get worse. Um, and yeah. then Brita, Ethelhelm and Peerlake dead next time we talk. That's what you want or that's what you no, think? No, that's what I think. Yeah, how can you want Peerlake dead? No, 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 yeah. of course not. I think all three of those guys are going to be say that. Say that board. list again. Brita, Ethel Helm, and then Peer Lake are going to be gone by the time we talk next. All right. So if Peer Lake's alive, I think he makes it to the end. Like oh. if he if that didn't kill him, because we made the joke that he should be safe if he made it past Brita the first time. And then, of course, mm-hmm. we're totally wrong. And Brita stabs him in the stomach. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But um, I think that he will be alive. I think he'll be one of the homies that sticks. I don't know what's going to happen with Finnan and Citric, though. But I agree, Ethel Helm hopefully will be part of the, you know, he's part of the Scotia conflict. In these two episodes, he has to get Elf Wynn. He has to bring her to Scotland if his plan goes to fruition. Or he could be thwarted and taken care of, and it can just be Uhtred's going for Bevenberg anyway. Mm-hmm. So I guess we don't necessarily need Ethel Helm for Uhtred to go to Bevenberg. Yeah. So I'd be fine if he dies. I mean, of course, I'd be fine if he dies. (laughs) (laughs) Brian doesn't like theories. (laughs) I hate theories, man. I hate theories. I also suck at guessing theories, but I don't know. I'm going to say that, yes, the the unknown son is going to be revealed with Hild. I hope what's his name going to be. I hope it's Leo Fritsch. That'd be sweet. I really hope it's Leo Fritsch. Um. And that if would make we, a lot of sense because that was like Uhtred's mentor, you know, more yeah, so, yeah. like Bayaka was a father. Leo Fritsch was like his warrior mentor. I, I think that would just make a lot of sense. It makes so much sense to to what you're saying, because the baby was born pre 
reconciliation and love for Alfred and pre father Bianca death. And even though Bianca's always been his boy, you wouldn't really think to name your son Bianca unless Bianca was already dead. Leah yes. Fritch was your boy and he was dead. Oz Firth is gone. I brought up that Osbert thing, but I don't really know. Again, I already said it. it's, it's usually a, a way to antagonize them. So I'm not yeah. sure how that could be a, a thing, but I guess we can talk about that. But um, otherwise, maybe you can name him Gisela. How about <laughs> <Yeah>. that? <laughs> otherwise, yeah. Or Gisela, it'd be Gisela. Gisela. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How about Halleck? Halleck would be good. Let's Halleck. think here. There you go. When does Gisela mm-hmm. die? Beginning of season three or beginning of season? No, beginning of season three, right? Mm-hmm. We yeah. have a season two of her. So, and Halleck dies in the middle the slave of slave arc two. is two, right? Yeah, that would time up. Checks out. Okay. Those That'd are the front runners. Leofrich. Now, nice now, if he names the kid Leofrich, that's disrespectful to Halleck because that was more yeah. recent yeah. and raw. Well, what also, if he, what if he names the kid Gutrid, dude? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gutrid Don't the third. <laughs> no, I said Gutrid, Luke. The oh, Gutrid. I think said <laughs> In reality, though, the kid was born while Uhtred was away. So maybe Gisela just named him named whatever him something. Yeah. The only reason I said like that, it should have some name that we recognize is literally for that reason. Like when it's the reveal, you can be like, oh, cool. Yeah, That's a recognizable yeah. thing. Um, but otherwise, guys, anything else? Hit me with a doc. Hit me with it, Doc. All right, guys, we are done with the, these two episodes. We have four more left seven eight nine and ten and then the movie we will definitely do the movie we don't know when that's coming out but for now four more episodes left we are binging as soon as it's done last time i did that i had to wait two days until i could talk about it it was a nightmare but i'm gonna have to watch tonight anyway i just can't not do it but guys if you like what you heard follow us on Town tv all social media Please, please, please give us a subscribe on YouTube and any of your favorite podcasts. If you're watching it on YouTube, we appreciate every single subscriber. Same for our podcast apps. Five star review. We love you so much, guys. If you do that, <laughs> uh, we also have a Patreon now, guys. Patreon.com slash TV. Two tiers. They have exclusive content for you. Exclusive podcast interviews with the stars of some of your favorite shows, video versions of them, uncut, exclusive podcast episodes where we just talk about what we're watching, shooting the shit, just like you guys are hanging out with us. It's Those are fun to record, and hopefully they're fun to listen to. We have a lot of other cool stuff coming for that. Patreon.com slash TV. Like I said, all socials are Bingetown TV. You can find us at BingetownTV.com. We are <laughs> Bingetown TV. Destiny is all. And thank you so much for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.